Welcome to the fabulous Fempreneurship podcast series for entrepreneurs with your host, Elaine Slatter. Each episode addresses topics to help you and your business grow and succeed. Join us as we interview a variety of global experts. Welcome, fabulous Fempreneurs, to the newest podcast in our series. And today we're going to be talking about protecting your financial assets in both your business and life. And this is a very important subject that women entrepreneurs probably don't really like to talk about too much, but it's important. So I'm really thrilled to have as my guest today, Joanna Blackmore, who's Chief Financial Architect and founder of Blackmore Libby Group. Welcome to the show, Joanna. Hello, Elaine. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. You have such a great wealth of financial knowledge. I'm so excited to have you on our show today. So before we get started with the business part of the podcast, how about you tell us the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. I was born and raised in London, England, hence I have an accent, worked in the travel industry and loved it. When my family decided to move to Canada, I wasn't very happy because I had a, I had a lovely job. I didn't come with them when they first came, but I did join them a few years later. And I found living and working in London alone was great, but then eventually I missed them. So I moved to Oakville in Ontario, Canada, and realized as I'd worked in travel before, to go in, to work in travel in Canada, I had to go back to school. And I really didn't want to do that as I'd just arrived. I decided that I was going to work in retail so I could meet people, see the sites, see if I really wanted to live here. And after a while, decided to plant my flag and I ended up in the financial insurance industry. Got licensed in May 1990 and enjoyed the industry. I met a lot of good people, learned a lot. And when my two beautiful boys were a little older, I went independent and that was in 2006 branched out on my own and two years ago because of you my lovely friend rebranded and created the Blackmore Levy group I love helping people but I love helping women I have a fabulous team of highly trained licensed financial architects we call ourselves architects because We help and custom design and build or rebuild your financial house the right way. A lot of education is put into it, which is I want people to understand what they have and why they have it. As I find there's a gap in the industry because a lot of people don't, especially the banks. Yes, you're so right, Joanna, because it's a minefield if you don't know anything about it. And so that's what I love about your approach as financial architect, you and your team, because you're all about the education. And so I've learned a lot from you. And so I think we should start about uh, talking about if you're a business person, you're a woman in business and, and, you know, you're building your an asset here that eventually one day you you could sell. But during that journey of your business, you need to protect your financial assets. So how do you go about that? Believe it or not, one thing people don't like talking about is insurance. But we buy it well we'll buy a beautiful new car and we know we need insurance to drive a car legally in Canada. You buy a beautiful home, you know you have to have insurance to to own the home, but no one ever thinks about life insurance. It's one of those 
dirty secrets no one wants to talk about. But we need life insurance. We A lot of people don't believe that their number one asset, most people, if you ask them their number one asset, they'll say it's their house. Some men will say it's their car, but it really is their ability to earn income. We should be insuring ourselves to protect our family because God forbid anything happened to us. The people we leave behind us are going to suffer if we haven't left enough life insurance to, to look after them. I actually experienced myself. I was on holiday in Spain with my family when I was eight years old and my father passed away. Years later, I found out from my mother explaining to me that even though my father had passed away and it was a terrible tragedy and everyone's going through the grieving process, but she didn't have to worry about the finances as in regards, my parents owned a travel agency in London. She didn't have to worry about the finance in the business, in the home, in any of the uh, day-to-day bills because he had adequate life insurance, the right type of life insurance. So that was would have been an added burden, hence they didn't have the life insurance policy. Absolutely. I mean, you were only eight years old, so your mother was very young. And just think, if she had the, you know, yourself and and your siblings and didn't have any protection or she's Mm -hmm. in grieving and she still has to put food on the table, roof over the head, because she has young children. She can't just abandon everybody. uh, So, yeah, yes, it's so, so important. And you think nothing's going to, we all feel that nothing's going to happen to us, but life uh, just, you know, can um, deliver some some sort of setbacks and one way to protect yourself while you're grieving is to make sure you don't have any financial worries. I mean, the same thing happened to me. I was a lot older. My husband had his own business and I really wasn't a part of that business. I had my own career and he passed away and thank goodness he had a a life insurance policy because one thing I found right away was your life insurance policy pays out right away. It's not part of your, it's not part of your whole estate that gets hung up. It's paid out right away. So here you are, you're grieving the loss of your spouse. You've got this business that you're trying to keep alive Mm-hmm. Because if you shut it down, you get absolutely nothing for it, right? So I had that absolutely. cushion that I could keep it alive for three years while I found a buyer. So that was such a huge relief to me, I'm telling you. I, I don't know what I would have done without having that protection. I really right. right. And a lot of people don't want to look at the life insurance, disability, critical illness. They A lot of times they roll their head roll their eyes, sorry. You know, the same thing with my parents. My my parents owned a travel agency in London. My mum couldn't run the business and look after. I was the oldest of three children, so she had a lot to deal with too. So it's extremely important. And you're right, no one thinks, none of it, we're all invincible, no one thinks something like that's going to happen. Funnily enough, I just have been working with three clients that have all lost their significant other, and they were all young. Two were in their 50s and one was in their 40s. Some had, two ladies had, um, their husbands had wills, and the other one, a third, did not. That's another thing that's very important. Yeah, so let's talk first about 
you know, life insurance. Like this, it's that's a minefield for people that aren't in that, you know, field because we don't know what's right and what's not right. So could you explain, Joanna, the different kinds of life insurance? There are different types of life insurance. One is term insurance, which is insurance for a term. Some people have a 10-year term, a 20-year term, 30-year term, depending on the term that you need the insurance applicable for. There's also a whole life insurance policy, which is insurance and savings, two in one. And there's a universal life insurance, which is also insurance and savings, two in one. One, That's more savings with um, stocks as opposed to mutual funds. So say, Joanna, you don't have a lot of money. Maybe you've only been in business for four or five years or so on. And so what is the best kind of insurance you value for money to purchase to cover you? Say you're 40 and you feel you're going to be in business till you're, say, 65. So what kind of insurance should you have during those years where you might have a young family and it could be a burden if something happened to you. Well, I believe you all need term insurance because you shouldn't need insurance forever. We put a plan together and figure out what your expenses are, what your, we put a complete financial plan together to find out what your costs are now because a lot of people don't have a lot of money in the younger years, but in the old, older years, you should have enough money to retire because mm-hmm. we're going to hold your hands through the whole process. So you shouldn't need insurance forever. You may need funeral expenses if you're not going to do a prepaid funeral plan. But when we're younger, we, we have a house, we have a mortgage, we have car loans, we have a lot more debts because the family's growing. And as the family gets older and leaves the home and we downsize, and we shouldn't need insurance because we should be self-insured when we're retiring if we do, if we follow the right plan. If we start as young as we We should all start young, but we don't all start young. No, but if you've got your own business, it's certainly time to think about it because the cost isn't that much relative to the protection that you have, you know, and it's very important to protect your family when they're young because who knows? We we don't know. Absolutely. No, that's, that's true. So you do need more insurance, but you can always lower the amount of insurance you need. Right. It's the younger you are, the more expensive it is. So it's, I mean, the younger you are, the cheaper it is. Sorry. So it's easier. It's better off to get insurance when you are younger. Yes. Now we've sort of gone through the the high view of insurance and, and you know, that kind of thing. So let's uh, discuss for a couple of minutes why a will and a power of attorney is also important for you to do as part of your financial foundation. Right. It's amazing how many people do not have wills or power of attorney. I'm, I would say too many people don't have, don't have wills and power of attorney. As I said a little earlier, there were three families I'm working with currently, and two had, two had wills. Only one had beneficiaries on their savings and their life insurance and on their, in their RSPs. The others didn't. They hadn't assumed assigned a beneficiary, and didn't have a will. Very, very hard in Ontario if you don't have either of those done. So people don't realize what happens until it's too late. 
So I think that's think true in all countries of the world, you know, if you don't have a will and the power of attorney. So even if you don't live in Canada, that's something you should check out. Absolutely. Absolutely. To have an assigned beneficiary too, as yeah. opposed to leaving it to, unless you want to leave it to the estate. And then it's going to go through uh, something called probate, which can take a long time and, and cost money. So you can bypass that in by having a will and assigning beneficiaries, especially on your life insurance and investments. Yes, and also for the power of attorney in Canada, for sure, you need both a, a medical power of attorney and a financial power of attorney. Yeah, absolutely. And you're supposed to assign in someone that's going to look after your estate. Right. Executor, right. If you don't, it's, I know in Canada, it can take a lot of time. Right now, the courts are backlogged. So one lady, for example, didn't have a good experience when her husband passed away in March. She still hasn't received anything. She hasn't been deemed the executor yet of the estate. It's been a long time. His life insurance, his money is sitting in um, an account she in his estate, and she can't touch it yet, which right. is really sad. It Everything is sad. Has to stand still, and we don't realize that until it's unfortunately too late. Yes. And so I think uh, as part of the empowerment of women that we need to take charge of our financial life and at least understand from if you have a spouse or any kind of partner that you're living with that you have this conversation so that you know one whether you have a will and the power of attorney and where all your documents are it shouldn't be a great secret to the other partner we should you know women need to take charge and ask their spouse those questions so that they understand you know what where their stuff is and vice versa the spouse should know what kind of protection they have for your business and for yourself because it's so important absolutely you're 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 100% right there's too many people that don't know funnily enough two of these um ladies I've been working with their husbands took care of everything so they really didn't have a clue neither of them knew what their mortgage payment was they didn't know what days the uh, the bills came out when the bills came out and that's not just these people it's extremely common and that's why i love helping women and educating and showing there's a need there's a need to learn there's a need to understand and like you said a lot of people don't know where what will happen if if your partner did pass away the laws are very different in Canada than they are to other countries. And living common law is very different laws to being married. So everyone needs to see a lawyer. I mean, you can do, you don't need a lawyer to do a will. You can do a will on your own as long as you just have to find out that it's legal in where you're living. Yeah. In the state or the province of where you're living, as long as you, you know, register it. You can register it and have a lawyer stamp it, and to make sure that it is what that it is legal. Right. So, say you've been making uh, quite a few profits in your business, and maybe you've got you know a hundred thousand 
excess money in your business, how do you protect that 100,000 cash that you got sitting in your business? Well, a lot of people haven't heard of segregated funds. Segregated funds have many features of mutual funds. A lot of people have heard of mutual funds and stocks and bonds, but a lot of people, like I said, haven't heard of a segregated fund. They have the same features as a mutual fund with elements of insurance. It's an insurance contract. They include guarantees and some advantages that aren't available with the traditional mutual funds. And you have to purchase these through the insurance companies. That's why the banks don't explain them to you. And unfortunately, if you're thinking of leaving a legacy for your family, after someone dies, their estate may be is subject to probate if they haven't deemed um, a beneficiary or a legal validation of the will. So probate, they charge you some fees. There's fees on the estate. During probate, your assets are frozen and the will is publicly is public property for all to view it. But when you name a beneficiary, you bypass probate, save all the fees on, on the estate. You also relieve your family from any potential burden or lengthy complicated process involving lawyers, government red tape, or publicity, access to the funds. The other good thing is there's also protection from creditors. So when you name a family member as beneficiary, you've, you have potential creditor protection. In the case of any unforeseen bankruptcy or litigation, we don't know what's around the corner. So it makes segregated funds especially attractive, especially to small business owners. There's more protection in there for the family. And the other thing that I love about it is also a guarantee on the principle of your investment. So if the market wasn't doing well at the time you passed away, unfortunately, you can have a 75% guarantee on the principal or even a 100% guarantee on the principal. So, well, that's certainly worth looking into. So segregated funds are available from coast to coast in Canada. Right. But they may not be available if you're outside of Canada, correct? No, but you may have something called an annuity, which is similar to a segregated fund. Annuity? So also good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. good to speak to your financial advisor. But there's a good guarantee. No one wants to lose money. So if there's a guarantee and you're protected, your beneficiaries are protected, your principal's protected, you're protected against creditors and probate is a huge example of having your, your finances protected, especially in not just in business, in, in protecting it, period. Yes, yes, but you've got that added burden if you are an entrepreneur that you need to figure out where to put your excess cash business-wise as well as on your in your family life. So one or the other or both, it should be something that you think about. You know, especially with a business, your money's not going to be tied up in the estate. You can keep running the business. And if you've somebody in the world that's taken over your business or you're leaving it to family or you're leaving a legacy, it can just smoothly continue. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you know, close your doors or have to figure out and you just keep moving, going along. So you nothing's tied up in the estate, which is really big. It can take a long time. Yes, I know. I mean, my parents uh, lived in the UK and when my mom passed, five years it took for that to be cleared up, the whole estate to be finished. Five years. Right. That's pretty common in the UK. Wow. Yeah. 
I was going to say that's pretty common in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so long here, but that's why it's, it's always important to speak to a lawyer, as I'm not a lawyer. So I just know from what I know from experience. Yes, you've had a lot of experience with this happening. I mean, it's more common than you could possibly think. And that's why I thought today's discussion was a very important one to have, because as an entrepreneur, you need to cover this side of your business. And nobody Mm -hmm. has really talked about that in our podcast series so far. So thank you very much for being on our show and explaining it to us so that we can understand it in layman's language. That's uh, always the challenge when you're talking about topics that are a little bit more complicated. It's funny you say that because I really love educating women, explaining them to me. I call it in real English, i.e. layman's terms. Yeah. How money works and how to live for today and plan for your future. So we all understand where we're going. Yes. Well, I understand you've got some, a special for our listeners today that could help them with this. Could you explain what that is, Joanna? Well, I thought it would be nice to offer the first six people that were interested in having a conversation with me, a 30 minute conversation, either telephone or Zoom and write down your questions. I'd love to help you. Well, that's perfect. We'll include Joanna's email address, unless you get, you can give it on the show here too. What is your email address, Joanna? The UK girl at the blgroup.ca. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I love that. The UK girl. Yeah, you're so totally the UK girl. That's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's, that's even my drive license is UK girl so everybody knows who the UK girl is yeah absolutely so that's wonderful thank you very much Joanna so listeners uh, look for it in the the connection in the blog post that we'll be posting with this uh, podcast and if not just um, email if you're listening to it on SoundCloud then just uh, connect with Joanna directly To receive your free gift and connect directly with the podcast guest, visit our website at fabfempreneurship.com slash entrepreneur mastermind podcasts and click on this episode. Here's to building your business growth one step at a time. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not tune in to other episodes in this series at fabfempreneurship.com slash entrepreneur mastermind podcasts.